1: Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Meave. Whether you're looking for a good Korean skincare or affordable and trendy jewelry, they've got you covered. Plus, you can help to support college access and student success Hey, y'all, and welcome to Trials to Triumphs. I'm Ashley Blaine Featherston Jenkins, but you can call me ABFJ. This week, my multi-talented friend, poet, and author of The Unfolding, an invitation to come home to yourself, Arielle Astoria, talks to me about using jealousy as inspiration. Listen, jealousy can be such an ugly emotion. But during our conversation, Arielle challenged me to reframe its role.
0: There's room in the sky for all of us. There's room on the stage for all of us. Like you shine, I shine, and not only are we both shining, but we're reflections of each other's light. Hi,
1: Ariel. Hi, Ash. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited you're here on the podcast. For having me. You're just a delight. You. Uh,
0: thank you. Oh,
1: tell us all how Mm -hmm. we met let's talk about the story of how we met
0: it's I think it's really cool it is really cool we met at this dinner um something told me to like gravitate towards the other side of the table so I had like one other friend who I knew there but I didn't necessarily want to sit by everyone who was also there so I was like something told me just I'm like I'm gonna gravitate towards Koya and I just feel like that's gonna be a good space so Koya Webb, who also is another yes. creative, content creator, yogi, mama. She's just like a mama, all of the energy. Things. Yeah. all of the things. She's great. So I I veered towards her, and then all of the other black girl magic just started to trickle in. So Ashley and um, Rahel, and it was perfect. Um, We had like we our own little like spot in the whole table. world, black our girl whole magic. Corner. Yeah. Yes. And we were just talking and um we're talking about what we're doing and what's happening in the world around us. And we're like hee can about stuff. And every single one of them, um, as I was talking about, you know, my book coming out, it wasn't out at the time, but it was about to come out and pre-orders and Ashley and Koya, they, all of them just instantly were like, where can we find it? Pre-ordered and just so advocated um for me in such beautiful ways. And yeah, that's how we met. And I, sat across the table from you, and instantly fell in love. <laughs>
1: what I loved most about meeting you was that, one, I guess to your point earlier, you really stood out to me. I was like, who is this woman? And then you so, like, modestly were like, so I have a book coming out. And I was like, I'm sorry. Me and Rahel were like, wait, you just casually have a book coming out you were like yeah you know and and you know of course I went on Amazon I think I ordered like five or six books right there and um when I got your book I was like oh she's an author author she's a poet poet got it 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 it." (laughs) I was like oh wow like she's lit. I just was very taken with you and we've <laughs> since become friends and um, you inspire me so much with your words, Thank with your you. presence, just the way you move in the world. And so I'm really excited to learn more about you and share more of mm. you with our listeners. I want people to to experience who Arielle the Poet is because mm. it's it's kind of who... I was kind of introduced to her Mm. and now I I know you a little bit better, but Mm -hmm. I was introduced to her first and that's what really blew me away. So I would love for you to share, um, maybe one of your poems that is really speaking to you right now in this moment or
0: that you just would really love to share with our listeners. Um, okay. I'm actually going to do, um, a like new ish one that I wrote, um, For a friend's show, she does like these, it's like not quite improv, um, but it's at UCB and Mm. she, it's literally called Lauren is a Jealous Bitch. (laughs) <laughs> can, can we do that on there? Okay. Yeah, it's fine. Um, okay, great. Um, It's called Lauren is a jealous bitch, and she literally was just like, I, I am jealous, and I, and I used to be like, you know, hide it or pretend I wasn't, but like that's not mm. healthy either. So she literally brings up friends, talented people, musicians, poets, writers, whoever, and at the end of their performing, she tells them why she's jealous of them. I love um, that spin on it. She, yeah. It's very fun. So I got to do last week. And oftentimes when I get invited to do things, um, sometimes a poem will form just off of that topic alone. So I wrote my own and I feel like it's fitting because we're creatives and, you know, okay. um, and we're sitting in this weird space right now, you know, as artists um, where everything feels like it's, being held up um to talk about things, honestly, about the things we're jealous of. And I've only performed it there. So I oh this great, is a fun chance to be able to share it. Um I'm jealous of people with jobs that pay them consistently and love it. I'm jealous of people who aren't lactose intolerant, people who can have spicy food without heartburn. I'm jealous of people who know how to do taxes, like really, really, really know how. <laughs> I'm jealous of Issa Rae and every extra in the Barbie movie. I'm jealous of people who don't know what purity culture is or veggie tales. I'm jealous of women who just know in their hearts of hearts that they want to have kids while I wait for my body to tell me she wants them or something. I'm I'm jealous of those who not only rock the boat, Whatever that boat is that needs rocking, but have the audacity to flip it all the way over. I'm jealous of the way the moon is not afraid to share her light in the daytime, how the sun always knows when it's her time to bow and make room for someone else to shine. I'm jealous of older women who say whatever they want, who walk like they owe the world nothing. I'm jealous of the way people say bitch without flinching or wondering if that time then was their five-word passcode into hell. I'm jealous of people who can say know without wanting to take it back. I'm jealous of girls who learn to own their tits and not shame them. I'm jealous of rude people at nude beaches who don't even think about being nude. I'm jealous of those very few people who say, oh, I don't even use social media. So pretentious and free from doom scrolling, unnecessary, add to carts and comparison spirals. I'm jealous of people who were smart enough not to attend a private Christian college. I'm jealous of Black people who were smart enough not to attend a private Christian college. I'm jealous of Amanda Gorman. So jealous, I almost sent a long, drastically typed email to the board of no one from nowhere with, This poet's resignation because there simply cannot be enough room for both of us black girls spilling words. Now, can there? I'm jealous of pastor's kids who did the opposite of what their parents taught them. I'm jealous of my niece. Yes, I'm jealous of my niece who went up to a little girl at the zoo, introduced herself, and asked confidently if she wanted to be her friend. The girl shied away quietly, and my niece, three years wise, looked up at me and says, well, I guess she doesn't like me shrugged and went to wake a sleeping lion some days some days I am jealous of people who say they believe in something bigger than themselves without the boxes of religion I'm jealous of the woman I've become and how long it took me to get here I'm jealous of the future Mm. me and how free and audacious I know she's worked so hard to become I'm jealous of this moment right here this one that we're all breathing and laughing in right here because it's the only one we'll ever get
1: Wow. I'm always teary-eyed. Oh my God. This is, and I don't have tissues. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm jealous of the people that don't cry every five (laughs) (laughs) seconds. Like me. Oh my
0: gosh. I love it. Wow that was powerful singer. thank you it was fun to write it was really like healing to write you cathartic know? Cause right cathartic because i'm like yeah let me just get all this out and then someone had shared like oh but the way you brought it back to like hope and like silver lining and like yourself and i'm like isn't that what all things come back to though mm-hmm. like even though it's hard and uncomfortable and messy it always comes back to hope and silver lining in, in ourselves, yeah. you know? And so, yeah. And so relatable.
1: Like mm-hmm. one of a couple of the things that popped out to me were like, you talking about your niece, like that was yeah. me as a little girl. Like yeah. I was a little girl. My mom talks about like, we would be at the grocery store and I'll be running up to kids being like, yep. hi, oh my gosh, I'm Ashley. And the kids would be super shy. And so I would just shy. be like, Okay, like, it's okay. their loss, like, whatever. <laughs> right. But Right. I'm think, amazing. Yeah, I think sometimes yes. I have to remind myself of that Ashley, of little girl mm. Ashley, as adult Ashley, when I get mm-hmm. caught up in, like, if people like me, or if I'm good enough, 100%. or if if I'm being received the way that I, I, I intend to be. I like, to be. Mm-hmm. I used to be the kid that didn't matter, and yes, life yeah. has happened to me. Sure. That's what's happened. Yeah, we grew up. Uh-huh. I grew up, you know, I've had more experiences, yeah. but it's that reminder that she's still there mm-hmm. i'm still yeah. her
0: she's yeah, still me absolutely.
1: and it's and it's how do i return to her when i need yeah. to you know um also you're talking about the sun and the moon like i they work in such synergy and and in tandem. Like mm-hmm. the sun knows when it's her time to go down and let's and let the yeah. moon shine. Like right. I right. never thought about the world or about the planets or about the sun and the moon in that way. But something about that was so invigorating to me and just renewing mm-hmm. to my spirit. Like yeah. yeah, the sun doesn't shine all day for a reason, right? You know.
0: Right. <laughs> and it flip-flops like that's the thing it's like our the sun's going down here but it's up somewhere else so it's yeah. like there's room like that, I think that one for me is a comparison as we're talking about things I'm jealous of that is a, also a thread to come back to comparison of like there's room in the sky for all of us mm. there's room on the stage for all of us like yes. you shine I shine and not only are we both shining but we're reflections mm-hmm. of each other's light and that's what the moon and sun do they ref- they're reflections of each other's light. And so that line for me is coming back to like, you know, yes, there's other poets. Yes, there's other actors. Yes, there's other creators. But like, we're all just trying to shine and we're all just trying to be beautiful things in the sky.
1: Yes, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. That might be one of my favorites of yours ever, for sure. Okay,
0: good to know. All
1: right, so let's start at the beginning. What has the Bay Area given you?
0: Mm, I like to say that um, the bay Area birthed me but la raised me mm. um I mean the bay Area is like home it's it's where I come from my number is still 510 um and I've been in la for like 13 years so it just it's my it's always been like my my grounding space in a sense of like um, it's home as in my family is there, um, as in most of my family is there. Um, but LA is, is now the, the space that, that holds me. But I think the Bay area will always be, it's not the space I left. Um, it's the space I grew out of. Um, it's, uh, the place that kind of gave me the running momentum to, to really trek into LA and to, to survive and thrive here. Um, but yeah, it's definitely it's home. It's always gonna be home. Um and I go back often, but um LA is like my place,
1: you mm. know. What would you say is the greatest lesson um your mom taught you that you carry with mm. you to this day?
0: So many lessons. Um, Mama Shell. Um one of the biggest things was like obviously in my very futile seasons, seasons of dating I was like telling her this situation about this guy and like the things he was doing and she just like stopped me and she was like do you feel valued mm. I was like no she's like do you feel like the lioness of god you are and I was like no she's like okay Like, didn't give a preface, but just was like, Mm. then what do you do with that information now? Um, and so I, I think about that, not only in relationships. I mean, like, I'm happily three years married to my spouse who I adore and who is just the biggest cheerleader and confidant, but I, I apply that to to work, to saying yes to opportunities, to being in situations, um, especially as artists where we can, there's a lot of opportunity to get in some sticky stuff. And, um, I've been in a lot of moments where I had to leave because I had to ask myself, do you feel valued? Um, do Mm. you feel seen as, as the line of God that you are? And it was like, no one knows, so I gotta go. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's a conversation I remember having with her very, very vividly, and I apply it to, to anything and everything that serves. Do you feel valued? Do you feel that's valued? That's
1: good. Just what that question you? alone. Just that question alone. And again, I mean, just probably multiple times a day, I could ask myself that question. Uh huh. For sure. Uh huh. Do I feel valued? Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. Do you
0: feel valued? It's a good
1: one. For more than 65 years, McDonald's has been investing in Black leaders who are taking steps today to own tomorrow. Like through their newest program, McDonald's 2023 Black and Positively Golden Change Leaders. This campaign shines a light on 10 young Black leaders who are inspiring and positively impacting change in their communities and beyond. Like Justice for Black Girls founder, Brianna Baker, who cultivates student activism and policy work, develops curriculum that combats the misrepresentation of Black girlhood and provides monetary relief for Black girl activists. And Camille Bridgewater, co-founder of First Generation Gems, a nonprofit supporting students of color with mentorships and material aid. All year long, McDonald's is supporting their efforts and helping boost their profiles, including granting $20,000 to each change leader. Because when you have the courage to start something, you can change everything. McDonald's also continues to foster the Black community year-round in more ways, too. Like through awarding scholarships to HBCU students and forming impactful partnerships with organizations like Boys and Girls Club of America. Learn more at MCDChangeLeaders.com and follow on Instagram at we are golden. What about your dad? What's that? What's something you think about when you're like, "Mm, my dad instilled this in me and I'm really grateful for Mm.
0: it. Well, him being a dad of mostly girls, mostly daughters... Um he was always really good like in us growing up to remind us that we're beautiful. Mm-hmm. And 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 it was never in like a like a like a superficial physical sense either. There it just the way he was able to convey it was just so much more like that our our existence, our essence, our presence is also beautiful. Um, not just like, you know, our physical. And so that's always been something that I've I've kept with me in a sense of, like, I've never, unless I was at my private white Christian school where I thought I was ugly, but Mm. that's a different story. Um, I've I've always, for the most part, carried that there's a beauty to me, um, Mm -hmm. that there's a beauty in me, um, that it can be a physical, but even more so that it's an internal and that it's an essence of a thing. And um, he always instilled that into all of us and an independence until he was like, okay, well now, wait a minute. Y'all still got to find people, (laughs) you know, (laughs) don't be so independent. That's again, a whole different story, but also that we can be strong, you know, capable women on our own. Um, until he was like, what did I do? Um, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Okay. You mentioned this
1: white private Christian school and Mm -hmm. you felt like you were ugly was that something mm-hmm. that was told to you, or was that your mm. own, uh, like, purview of comparison that
0: you were doing? Yeah. One hundred percent um mm. the comparison. Mm. It was also, I didn't look like any of the people around me. Like, there yeah. was a few of us Black folk, but, like, there was... There was a whole lot of us and, and I was involved in like leadership. I was really, you know, connected. So even more so being in those worlds, there really wasn't, um, other people. So I'm watching, you know, my friends go on dates and, and do things. And I'm just like, Oh, so then I just am not, I just was, not one who guys were like, I saw, I see something in you and with you. It was, it was like, you're a great friend or, or you're X, Y, and Z. And, and then also just having moments where it's like, I had my freshman year roommates and I would like get in my covers and like get in bed before they did so that I could tie my head wrap underneath Mm. my covers. Um, And I had done that one night and I wasn't asleep. They got home and I heard them like whispering about like, where's my hair uh where's her hair where's her hair because like, they couldn't see it and my head wrap mm-hmm. was obviously the same like kind of color of my of my skin and so they were making comments about me having an illness where I didn't actually have hair um and so there's like those narratives you know um it was being bigger than everyone which is just always I'm built like my dad who is an ex football player so mm-hmm. like I just I'm going to have the hips I'm going to have the thighs and so I've always been bigger so than that already didn't make me feel like I was something cute or beautiful or worth, you know, anything because the other girls who were getting chosen didn't look like me, you know? So it was a lot of that. Um, It was a lot of that. And so I just went towards what I was good at. I'm good at being in leadership. I'm good at communicating. I'm good at being on stage. Even though I may not be pretty to a lot of people here, at least I'm good at these things in their eyes. Mm.
1: Yeah. What led you on your road to like body positivity. And, and I'm asking this because, mm-hmm. you know, you are someone who I I look at as an advocate for being mm-hmm. body positive. Um, not only body positive, but like mind positive too, and like mm-hmm. soul positive and spirit positive. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm really inspired by the body positivity part of it because yeah. I haven't always been very kind to myself and my body. Mm-hmm. And it's like, my biggest hope for my daughter, especially yeah. my children, my future children, but should yeah. I have a daughter, is that she never feels at any point in her life the way that I have felt about my body over majority oh. of my life. Um, yeah. I've been so unkind to myself. And mm. and honestly, when I think about it, it's really heartbreaking because I look at myself and I'm like, okay, you're 35 now. You've spent most of your life just mm. not really being kind to yourself. Mm. Like you, you have, you know, God willing, you have many years ahead to do it, but like yeah. there's been a lot of years that you could have been doing yeah. that and you weren't. I feel like a huge part of who I am and my purpose is to inspire. I wonder how yeah. many more people I could have inspired if I really saw myself mm. in the way, uh, specifically physically, that... I should have. And so again, I'm starting now. It's been a a real conscious journey in the past couple of years, I'd say. Mm. Um, And it feels really good. But I want you to tell me and our listeners what your journey was like to get there and why body positivity and speaking boldly and proudly and lovingly about yourself uh, Mm. is so important.
0: Yeah, so there's, there's a few layers. I think the first layer is... Um, being taught in church spaces that we are not bodies, that we're only souls. And I lived a very disembodied life and a very disembodied spirituality. So I ignored physically everything that was going on and that was happening because I don't need to. I'm a soul. What do I need to mm-hmm. pay you pay? to do my body for? But then that turned into a dissociation and a disconnection from the fullness of myself. You know, I I do believe that wholeness and whole healthiness is mind, body, and soul. It's all three. It's not and or the other. It's every single one of them, um, in in connection and in co, co um collaboration with each other. So at first it was. This idea of like, oh, I'm only intaking, you know, being told that my body is a sin, that my body is a temptation, that my body is this, that, or yeah. the third. But I'm out here wearing, you know, all black and literal camo and trying to like physically hide. So I'm intaking this information while also seeking to just hide my body to hide myself to go in myself almost. Um, And then it was getting to um, having this little thread of light when I went to an arts high school, and seeing all these different bodies and all these different versions of people exist beautifully and wildly and on purpose. And then I got to college, and I had my own experiences like I I shared of just not feeling good here Mm -hmm. not wanting to be here and then I started doing leadership and I was a resident advisor for freshman girls and one of the first questions one of them asked me I did like this little tea night for them every every week and one of the girls like sitting on my couch and she was like so how do you find value in yourself Mm. and I was like (sighs) because I had been so good at being like you're valuable, you're wonderfully made, you're so loved, don't let these boys trick you into think you ain't serious, because you are, dead. but inside, the, I was saying the opposite of things mm. to myself, so I got caught in that moment, because I was like, you're a hypocrite, you are so mm. quick to empower all these other women, and you are not saying those same things to yourself, Yeah, and then, In order to be a resident advisor, we had to go on this backpacking trip, Um, this 10-day backpacking trip in Yosemite. And my first year, I was terrified. So I trained. I I fasted. I didn't eat as much as I probably should have. I lost a lot of weight. And I got to the point where I could do this 10-day backpacking Mm. trip. And there was one of the days where you had to lead your team. On the trail, and so I was like, obviously so nervous, and we're like hiking, 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 and like one of my guides is like, Ari, like you need to you need to slow down, like people are still catching up. I was like, okay, whatever, and then we're like hiking, 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 and they're like, uh, we gotta we gotta slow down. all right can we <laughs> can we slow down? And then the third time, hiking, hiking, hiking. And it was like, all right, we're going to take a break. We're going to slow it down. And then I had to pace myself. And being told, it's so silly, but like being told, slow down, you're going too fast, was like this wild moment where I was like, oh, you're so capable. Like I literally held myself. Mm. You are so capable. You are so strong. And you already were those things. I didn't have to do all these outlandish things to deprive you to malnourish you to force you into goodness you were already good and those two things kind of pivoted a lot for me um i couldn't in good conscience not speak kindly to myself when i was actively preaching kindness and the kindness over ourselves to other people especially to other women um and then and then finding yoga and then finding zumba and then finding all mm-hmm. these places where it became less of a fear to tap back into myself so much of it was fear based because it was like you can't trust your body you can't trust your flesh that's all bad but like there's so much here that we 100% can trust and can listen to and so finding movement that helped me tap into that and um yeah zumba with a bunch of 50, 60-year-old women in the back room on a Saturday at 9 a.m. <laughs> with Angie, this five-foot-two little Zumba instructor just healed so much and opened me up to so much freedom and then starting to practice yoga and then just, like, continuing to carry on this dedication to connect with myself and to listen to my body Um because she speaks a lot. She's ta- she talks a lot, and um, and so it's a it's a journey. It's a daily practice, and it's less of a body positivity and more of a body neutrality. Um, it's this awareness and acceptance of all the versions of ourselves. You know, I have a mantra that I say: I love and accept my body for where she is, where she was, and where she will be.
1: Um, mm-hmm. all the versions
0: of me finding love and acceptance towards because this is the home that holds us and carries us. And we only get one, so yeah. we might to
1: be nice to it. We need to be nice to it. I, I really resonate with what you were saying about the realization that you had been being a hypocrite. I had to do the same thing for myself. I was like, Ashley, mm-hmm. you're the most positive mm-hmm. person you know. Why mm-hmm. are you not being positive? Why aren't you keeping that same energy with yourself? Yes. Like, it it really... uh. I, I remember it was even in, um, I was talking to Daryl one time about, uh, you know, I wanted him to get better at like receiving, like genuinely receiving compliments. Mm-hmm. He he had a thing where he would, you know, he's kind of the type of guy that, um, you know, someone would give him a compliment. He would be like, no, like that's you <laughs> or like. This old thing, like oh man, yeah. like you know, it was kind of an an dollars. yeah, like uh-huh. this ain't nothing, like you know that type of thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but as his wife, I really mm-hmm. observed, like, hold on now, like no, I don't yeah. want you to be in the habit of that. I want you to be in the habit of being like, thank you so much, I received that, I appreciate, mm-hmm. I appreciate you, big dog. Like same to you, mm-hmm. whatever, but don't you don't have to diminish in order to receive, yeah. like you know, you look good. You know, you did a good job on such and such. Like you, you know it. So why are we denying it? And I realized that in witnessing that in him, that I was doing a version of that with myself too. Mm -hmm. You know, people were saying, Ashley, you look so good. and I'll be like, really? No, (laughs) no, 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 no. Or, you know, Uh wow, I'm really proud of you for doing whatever. I didn't really do anything though, but thanks. Yeah, like I was doing my own version of it. And I was like, yikes, like I I can't do that. And like, what type of example is that setting for others? But also for myself, I think sometimes we have to be really mindful that like things that we we can perceive maybe as being little, like small, random idiosyncrasies Mm -hmm. we have or habits, they can turn into like really bad habits. Like we can yes. think it's like not a it's like not a big deal that we're doing that. And then really we realize down the line how much it's affected our yeah. life, our successes, our mm. ambitions, our yeah. inspirations. Like it can affect, it can permeate every area of your life. And so I'm really right. just been trying to do a good job of like not being a hypocrite and like mm-hmm. as as highly as I speak of others, doing the same for myself, for myself. as as beautiful yeah. as I think you are Ariel Thinking of myself is just as beautiful. Absolutely. Like that's so yeah. very important. Um, so yeah. thank you. I appreciate you sharing that
0: because you're right. Yeah, I think I think a lot of us too. Like either you you grew up in in religious conversations where uh, humility and a sense of uh, self-deprecation was offered, um, or also being a woman um, and not. Being able to take on accolades uh, because it makes you look like you're bragging that you think you're this or you're that. So we have these two worlds that we're having to uh, dissect and unfold from literally, Um, and being able to take on, like, yeah, I can take that compliment. Like, I am allowed to say positive things about myself and it doesn't negate anything or anyone else that Mm -hmm. I can still be capable, powerful, strong, and I can still also identify and acknowledge that god is capable and powerful mm-hmm. and drunk it doesn't it doesn't have to be a this or that it can be a yes and that's yes like been so and. much of like where i'm at with like my spirituality and with everything It's that improv game of like yes and like no it's you cannot it's not a no it's a yes and also this mm-hmm. you know like that i can take this compliment but yeah it is hard like you want to be like oh these are it's, it's old you know like you want uh, catch ourselves like and let's catch ourselves when we do that yes. um and i have friends who will be like take it just take the compliment just take it please like, take the compliment we're not just, just handing it. out compliments right. that don't
1: mean anything just,
0: right just yeah. take it yeah
1: you talk a lot in your book about huh. coming home to yourself
0: mm-hmm.
1: so what i want to dig into is what did feeling lost feel like for you? Mm. What 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 was that season of your life and how did you know when you had returned home?
0: Yeah. The lost space or the lost season was everything was so much louder than my own thoughts, mm. than my own knowing, than than the knowing that I had been used to and connected to trusting even the very concept of hearing from 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 the divine hearing from creator that was shrewd because i couldn't differentiate between the voice of god and the voice of the authority in my life and authority figures in my life i um everything became so loud this space of your you know this is not the journey for you you're not living into your namesake um, this is not the love for you or the life for you. All of that just was loud. I was so indecisive half the time. I didn't eat because I couldn't decide what to eat. Mm. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't tr- literally wasn't, couldn't trust myself. Um, barely trusted the world around me. Um, couldn't trust my partner at the time. Um, who I was so set on marrying and connected to you and that felt wonky. It all felt wonky. Um, and so that lostness was everything was so loud and I could not hear myself. Um, and that coming back to um was silencing all of it um, silencing all of it. And, and actually it, one of the last trips I took before, before COVID was, um, I went to Israel. Um, and one of the most monumental moments was being, we get to our last hotel in Tel Aviv, which is the capital of Israel. And we're like right on the beach. And again, the beach and water has always been a spiritual place for me. It's where I, I go to listen, um, and then where it, where I go to be heard. Um and I something into me it was like, put yourself down and go outside. So I was like, Okay, put myself down I went outside. And there was this pathway that led to this lighthouse, and there were these giant rocks and the waves just crashed on the rocks so much so that it splashed on my face. And it was crashing and crashing, and and it got to the point where I couldn't differentiate between my own tears and and the salt water. Um, and it was just this, I, had, I hadn't I had felt that scene um, mm. in such a long time. It had been yeah. months and months and months of hearing what I'm not, who I'm not, um, how much wrong I was <clears throat> apparently doing and being. And there was just this literal washing of like, you're okay. Mm-hmm. You're okay. You're here. You are connected to me. And you can trust me. Mm. Um, and everything kind of pivoted at that at, at that space. There was a, I could stand a little taller. I could be a little bit more secure in my answers to things when everything before that, I was just so fragile. I broke at everything um, just because I couldn't process what I was experiencing and emoting um, and feeling. Mm-hmm. And And so I broke a little less. Um, there was a little bit more strength in my voice and in my responses to things. I was a little bit more sure on this is what I'm doing. This is what's happening in the world that I'm creating. Feel free to come with me or not to. Mm -hmm. Um, and I could trust myself in that space a little bit more. And you'll, I think you'll know, it'll look, I don't ever want to give answers that, people start looking for it to look that way. We're so versatile and we're so complex of human beings. You're, you're knowing you're settling into, into home, into security will look the way it needs to look for you. But the commonality is that you will know
1: Mm. it'll,
0: you'll feel it. Um, For me, it was my spine was a little bit taller. I felt very secure and grounded in the feet below me. Um, and I knew what my next steps were, even though people were telling me that wasn't my next step. I knew it was my next step mm. um and the willingness to to feel and look a little crazy just because it's not what people want or expect of you um and so that was the that was the stepping into my homeness. Mm. it was the like coming back to like yeah. And I put that painting there for a reason because it makes me feel this and that way. Yeah, the blanket on that couch looks like that because it elicits a space of home and connectedness for mm. me. Yeah, these shorts fit the way they fit and they rest directly in between my waist and my hip just perfectly. That's home. It's this settling um into your own skin and into the direction you're going, even if it doesn't look like what other people say or tell you it needs to look
1: like. Mm. I love that. It's beautiful. Mm. What you. has been your takeaway from our conversation today?
0: I think for me, the takeaway is just feeling, just feeling a rejuvenated and re-inspired. Um, I think I've been going in major waves this last week and last week's, like I I know a lot of us are, and we've talked about um, just in sense of like, being grounded in our artistry, being grounded in our craft and you know i I've definitely been looking at some jobs this week because we might need we might need to go that route, you know so that's but yeah. I'm feeling very connected um to the work that I'm doing and f- very thankful for for platforms and for people and for conversations like yours um to be able to to be reunited and rejuvenated in in this work and um knowing that like, I think for me, being a a writer, being an artist, being a creative, whatever, that's very much so who I am. Very Mm -hmm. more often than not, it's not really about what I'm doing or where I'm doing it. It's just, this is me. This is who I am. And so reminding myself of even if I do need to pivot a little bit or adjust a little bit, that this is still who I am um, and and wholeheartedly what I feel called and connected to do. Mm. So thank you.
1: You're welcome, my friend. Um, my takeaway from our from our conversation is that it's okay to be jealous as long mm-hmm. as you use it as inspiration. Mm-hmm. and the reminder that so many of the things you may be jealous of you already have within, yeah, it's they're parts of you already. You just yeah. have to tap into them. So again yeah. your 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 poem mm. your piece really spoke to me because I thought that it was mm. a great perspective on jealousy it was a great mm-hmm. um perspective and piece on uh returning to yourself um mm. to uh acknowledging your strengths and maybe the strengths of of others and like doing kind of like yeah. a, 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 an exchange with that yeah uh And I think that I might kind of, I might do my own list of things that I'm jealous of. I think it's a great
0: prompt. It's a great prompt. prompt.
1: Um, And again, it kind of removes the stigma from jealousy. It it makes it, again, it's it's the reminder that you can be jealous as long as you're inspired. It's not, it's not, there's no hate surrounding it. There's no, there's no ill, ill Ill will, ill feeling. Uh No, it's all Uh good. But like. You're yeah. amazing. And I'm kind of jealous yes. of that quality. And I'm gonna try
0: to <laughs> tap into it too. Yes. Yeah. I I've been like writing a little bit more on Substack, um, just trying to exercise just more long form outside of Instagram and things like that. And so my my post this week was um Jealousy is a watering can, reframing the mindset of wanting to water your own grass. Mm. Um, so using jealousy, yeah, using jo- jealousy as a watering can and not a, a depletion of. Let me water this girl's over here at grass Why I talk about all the things that she's doing, all the places she's going. No, actually, let me use that as a watering of my own glass. So of like, oh wow, she went here and did this. Like, because half the time I feel like I would compare and be jealous of things that I'm like, you don't actually even want that. <laughs> so, yeah. so why are you tripping? So it's like, no. What are the things that I do see and that I do desire to to have in my own story and in my own life? And using that as a watering can to, to water your own grass. Today,
1: Ariel, right. you truly watered me. You gave me some water thank from you. your can. And I hope that yeah. I was able to give you from some from mine. Um, and, and that's always the goal for me. So thank you. Mm. I thank I, appreciate you. You. I appreciate you. I honor you. I see you. And I'm so grateful um, that you took the time with me today.
0: Thank you for having me. <laughs>
1: Thank you for listening. This podcast is produced by LWC Studios for OWN. The show's executive producer is Juleka Lantigua. Our managing producers are Paulina Velasco and Fatima el Shanice Tindall is our lead producer. This episode was mixed by Trent Lightburn. Michelle Baker is our video editor. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, and we hope you did, please make sure to subscribe, leave a rating and review wherever you listen to your podcast to ensure you hear the next one.